Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Screen Chronicles. My name is Steve, and with me, as always, is Colbstone. Today, we are joined by a special guest. You likely know him as Lambert, also known as Lamb Chop, from Netflix's hit show, The Witcher. Today, we have on Paul Bullion on The Screen Chronicles. Hey. Hey, Paul, how are you doing today? I'm very well. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Um, Paul, we really loved season two of The Witcher. Uh, we loved it since season one, but we thought season two added another level with the brotherly Witcher group at Care More. And you were a, a huge, huge part of that. Um, what was it like to be part of that bro group? Oh, it was great. I've always wanted to, to try my hand at a, a fantasy genre um, as an actor. And uh, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was great fun to be part of that. I mean, what a show to yeah to, to be part of it was it was unreal the title is so well known and you know netflix really care about it so all the detail was there so it was brilliant how did That's you awesome. get involved how did you get cast as lambert um so originally uh, i didn't actually know that i was auditioning for the witcher because it was all coded i had to kind of do a kind of educated guess based on who the cast and director was and and what was going on in the scenes because they change all the na- names of the characters and they're, they're, they're kind of like almost like dummy sides as, as like side because they knew that, you know, the chances of them leaking was quite high. So their sides aren't going to end up being in the show, but it's like it's got a similar energy to the characters. So um, so but I, I kind of guessed that it was the witch I was auditioning for. And when I went for the recall, that's when I that's when I knew that it was Lambert that they were seeing me for. So, um, yeah. I mean, ignorance is bliss, really. I think I think uh, you don't get nervous when you're not 100 percent sure what you're auditioning for. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Now, were were you a fan of any of the source material, like the video games or the books from The Witcher before this? Uh, to be honest, I was I hadn't played the game before. Um, I was very aware of it. You know, you, I, I don't sure. think anybody on the on the planet can say that they haven't heard of The Witcher. Of course. Um, I, I think I'd well, it's like I think I'd I'd definitely like played it a couple of times very briefly because um, a friend of mine is is a massive gamer so um I, w- I was aware of of what it was definitely and and obviously as the audition process went along and then when i got the part i just I, you know i lived and breathed it i was playing the game i was reading the books making sure that i could get every kind of ounce of of information i could Backing it way up here for a second. How did you get into acting, though? Uh, when I was a kid, I'd like, you know, I was quite hyper. Um, and <laughs> um, I think it was a way of just getting me out of the house on a, on a Saturday afternoon. I used to go to this this drama club at the, the local kind of community centre. Um, and and as I got older, I kind of just took it upon myself to take myself off and, and be creative at the weekends. Like, I suppose... Uh, I, I've always had quite a creative mind and um, I used to, you know, every kind of spare moment I had as a kid, I was, I was like involving myself with different productions, whether it was at school or community theatre. And I did actually a lot of musical theatre and I actually went off to London to train, uh, to train in musical uh, theatre when I was 19. I went to drama school and did the musical theatre course uh, at Arts Ed in London. And, uh, and so my first couple of professional jobs out of college were, were actually musicals. I did um, Spam a Lot, the Monty oh, Python. did you really? Yeah. I saw it on Broadway in New York. Um, oh, yeah. So, so much fun. And that was the first time. I'll stop laughing. Came. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that was the first time I carried a sword as, as an actor. <laughs> and then, uh, and then. Um, Who did you play I mean, in uh, Spam a Lot? 
I was a swing, so I understudied oh, yeah. uh, like Lancelot, Bedivere, Patsy, you name it. I probably know. Oh, it. you played them all. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it was it was a great kind of learning curve, and for me, it was like an extension of my training because I, I went straight from drama school into that. Did the UK tour. We went to Italy with it and Ireland, and That's awesome. uh, and then I did uh, Guys and Dolls, which is another you know famous musical, and it's a personal yeah. favorite of mine. And uh, and yeah, I kind of that was my weird kind of backdoor into doing tv really because the casting director um from that started working for a, a tv casting director and then they suggested me for a tiny role in in a bbc show they're looking some for somebody with a weathered face <laughs> so i was like there and there, there i am i'm shooing for that so uh yeah no so i went in i just started doing just little little parts here and there and then building up a bit of screen time and then mm-hmm. 2014 i got like three episodes of peaky blinders which and, is one of uh, my favorite shows by the way um, oh great great well it. i think yeah i mean for me it was you know i became a fan of it when i when i when i finished on the show and you know i still watch it today i think i think it's absolutely fantastic you know got the last series coming out um in february i think it is yeah um, i'm super excited i think uh, i think the trailer the full length trailer is coming out um tomorrow new year's day oh, sweet. um but yeah no so i did that and that and it, it was that job peaky blinders that made me kind of have the confidence to think oh i could actually do this because uh, i was surrounded by by you know brilliant actors like killian murphy and tom hardy and i was doing scenes with all of them and and then you realize that you know, they're proper creative people and I was yeah. feeding off of that. And then I realized kind of how, you know, their work ethic and, and I just, yeah, I just got a real taste for it then. And I was like, okay, I want to, I want to pursue this. And I'm still, I still, you know, open to doing theater and, and, and things like that. But really as a six foot three redhead, <laughs> the opportunities in, especially musicals, but uh, in a lot of shows, like it's quite a niche look. So that's yeah. why I kind yeah. of end up getting kind of pushed towards the warrior type type oh. parts <laughs> you enjoy think, that though do you enjoy yeah, the warrior like of course yeah, yeah yeah absolutely i mean uh you know who wouldn't want to be like a mutated monster hunter yeah. <laughs> it's, just, like, it's, it's uh you know you get you get a bit of the magic you get the the physical stuff you get and especially in something like the witcher what i love about the witcher is it's uh it's very funny as well like yeah, a lot of fantasy shows are very stoic and very serious and and witcher has that but then I don't think it takes itself too seriously in that sense. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of humor in it. It's a very light, colorful world, and I think I think which is almost quite aware of that. And uh, and the characters and the writing, I think I think it's that it's that very kind of Eastern European, very Polish humor that I think yeah so captures very well. And Lambert's a big part of that. He's always busting busting jokes. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Care More and in the Great Hall, which is which is pretty great. Um, yeah, also, you brought up uh being on peaky blinders i haven't been i haven't i'm only in season one right now but colby oh, was right. sending me some clips yes. um, okay. of you uh and you had this crazy stare down with tom hardy uh, oh yeah yeah can you talk i could about see how your scene? confidence would be uh juiced up after a stare yeah. down with tom hardy <laughs> i was young it was 2000 beginning of 2014 when i filmed that so i would have been 25 like when I did it so it was like my first kind of sizable acting role on screen because um yeah I've done a few lines here and there and different things and Shaheen Baig brilliant casting director over here she she just always used to get me in for auditions like I was auditioning well but I wasn't landing anything 
Okay. Um, I think it was because I've always had an old face, when, even when I was young. So, like, I'd look old, but I didn't quite have the the weight to carry somebody, you know, a bit older. And oh, I think I Shaheen gave me gave me that chance, and um, I'm grateful for it. And that was my first day on set. I had to stare down Tom Hardy. Dang. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was good. It was good fun, but but like, and also very helpful actors as well like they knew that i was i was new to it and uh and you know what better experience can you have than being there doing it and uh and and, and it does it does fill you with confidence and you just got a like, kind of trust in in the people that put you there i said that you know bring it back to the witch are the same the same yeah. with the casting team and the creators of that i can't go on set and second guess myself right i did the audition you know, people have seen my tapes, the directors, the producers, you know, they're, they're in agreement. They, they want me to do the part. So I've got to go, I've got to go in and deliver what I did in the auditions and trust in that. Whereas, um, you know, it's, it's sometimes it, you, you, it'd be easy to get overwhelmed by it, but it was just, it was so much fun. And and, and seeing like, I think the similarities between Peaky and, and Witcher in terms of my experience on them, there was no ego on set. That's awesome. So like, you know, so the first thing, you know, that, that Tom, Tom did when he came into the makeup trailer was like it gave me a hug and said looking forward to working with you wow, you know and, awesome. that was, at the time, and at the time you know I'm 25 I think I'd just seen him play um Bane and I'd seen I'd seen Lawless I thought Lawless was a was a fantastic project um, he sounds like Bane too in Peaky Blinders Solomon <laughs> he like almost has the same voice I mean, it's his yeah. voice, but like he's deep. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he, but he's, but he's, very, he's very good at what he does, and uh, and yeah, just it was just the advice they were giving me. Um, you know, it, it's just it was it, again like I felt like it was an extension of my training, and you always you you know you never stop learning. I learned so much on, on Witcher. You know, I'm, I'm now. 33 years old, and you know, I'm, I'm still learning, and, and and long may that continue. That's awesome. Now, in Peaky Blinders, you did have a pretty awesome brawl scene in that um, in that nightclub. So we know you had oh, yeah. some fighting experience prior to Witcher. But what kind of uh, fight training did you have to do to get ready for Witcher? I was just getting familiar with with the sword again because it had been a while since I'd done some sword work. But my my friend uh, Jonathan Holby, he runs a company called JH Fight, and he he kind of like um, he does a lot of theatre work, but he does some some film work as well, and uh, He's like an armorer, so he, he he works with like um you know with with firearms and with weaponry, um and he's very good at, at broadsword and and um, other fight styles as well. So when I got the part, obviously I had to keep it under wraps. I weren't allowed to say anything because I think I, I got cast in the November. I didn't think that, I don't think they did the announcement till like late February. Um, so I was sitting in it for a while and I spoke my mate and said, "I oh, look." Uh, Jonathan, I've uh, I've been cast in The Witcher, and he was like, "What?" The <laughs> like he, he he was uh, buzzing for it, so uh, he was like, "Well, right, let's get you trained up." So like, because I hadn't been holding the sword for a while, so uh, every morning would go down to a park in Beckenham, which is in um, southeast London, and uh, would like early morning get a cup of coffee, take these um, fake swords down, and just have a little play around in the park with these swords and people will be so walking so their well. yeah people will be walking their dogs and just these two big grown men just like going out with swords um but that no, was great and he was just getting me to you know the the kind of signature stuff that you see like getting used to doing the pirouettes and stuff and 
and, and, and different styles. And, uh, and that was helpful. So then when I went to meet the stunt team on The Witcher in production, it, rather than having to do loads and loads of work with them, they just kind of saw that I was okay with the sword. And then, okay. and then it, then it came, came about, you know, when it gets to the, to the fight stuff, making sure that you can adjust quickly in the space because things would often change, obviously it being in a, the safety of a rehearsal room and then stepping on set to do things. Often you have to move with the, and roll with the punches, you know? Absolutely. And you get thrown through a table, I think. Um, um, the stunt, the stunt last... team were on rail. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, you read it and you go, Oh, right. Okay. How are they going to get that shot? And then you just see like the stunt team have rigged up everything. And, you know, it's just, it's incredible to see, to see uh, how, how they achieve those shots. And, you know, and it, and, you know, you go, okay, going through the table is a split second on screen, but they spend a whole day doing it. Sure. It's a whole, it's a whole day, you know, and that's the detail. And, and sometimes I think that can sometimes get missed by people watching it. They, you know, thinking, oh, they do that. They move on. It's like the preparation, the preparation just for a second is just, it's unreal. And that's how much they care. That's how much they care. And, totally. and they really do. They really do. The end battle of season two, when you're fighting with all the yeah. basilisks coming through, I'd imagine there was a lot of prep work for that, and there was a lot of CG yeah. creatures, right? Oh so, man, oh, it's so, so there's so much fun because uh, there's there's an interview that we did uh, for the after show for Netflix, uh, me yeah, and yeah. Yas and, and Kim, and we're talking about they asked us about the basilisks again, and it was hilarious because you know, you're trying to be all stoic and you're, you know, you're here, you've got the wind machine going in your face, but because it's CGI, you're staring at a stuntman in spandex, full green spandex and a foam head. And, uh, <laughs> and Yas did come out. Yas had a little nap in his, in his trailer because like they spent, they spent a long time, like turning things around, making sure everything was safe. Yas had a little nap. Um, and uh, he came out and he was he's kind of like a little bit half asleep. He comes in and he's like, What the are they? And then, like, <laughs> and the stuntmen, I went, No, they're the basilisks. That's, that's what we're fighting. And he described them as looking like two huge green condoms. Oh my god, <laughs> what the fuck kind of basilisks are those? I'll tell you after I kill them. <laughs> Which made me laugh, and then like because and, and obviously like we're trying to be stoic, but again, right. what's great what's great about that is like sometimes you'd be on set for like you know by the time you arrive to the time you leave, you'd be there for like fourteen hours. Yeah, wow. Like you get, you get makeup, you know, we're getting tested every day, you know, with the sure, with sure. COVID, making sure everything's safe, and uh, you can't you you can't get through a day like that without humour. So it's, it, you know, and, and, and it's spread and that's, that's how you get through the long days because, um, you know, you're doing shot after shot after shot and you, you've got to remember to laugh at yourself sometimes. And, and, that's, and that's what we had. And especially in, in, in that sequence as well, when you've got wind machines, props and, you know, and all that things, things go wrong and it's hilarious. You know, we had, we had wind machines blowing props into you know, our faces. You know, I remember there was uh, extreme close-ups of Cohen um, you know, Yas playing Cohen um, and Kim playing Vesemir and uh, they had all the props guys under the tables and they're throwing up bits of paper and like some foam like soft pottery type stuff to give the effect of everything blowing across the room wow. it just uh, <laughs> just one of the takes landed in Yas's face oh. <laughs> paper over his face and he's trying to get it off and then another bit lands in his face 
then you have to cut because everyone's just laughing. Oh <laughs> but, my God. but that's the that's the stuff, you know, and, and you know the detail they go into again to achieve the shot. You know, one shot yeah. can take can take take a day. One shot can take two days. You know, it's uh, wow. they want they want to get it right, and um, it's a it's a beautiful thing about being part of a show like that. We have yeah. When we watched season two here, we gave so much props to the uh, special effects team. I mean, it looked really good this season um with what they did and also to the actors um and the stunt team to i think sometimes lining it up and making it look like you're actually fighting um probably a challenge but it looked it looked pretty seamless uh we thought it's Um, it's amazing how their brains work because you've got the 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 team the special effects team and they'll come up to you with like an ipad like the the applications that you can use now and they've got this ipad and they've got a they've got the room on it and I go, I hold it up and I go, okay, so this, the basilisk's here. So you've got to imagine the tails around here. So you've got to kind of take it in here. And if you strike here, you're striking its head. And then the tail's down there. So you've got to be aware of the tail maybe swinging around to maybe have that in your movement. And it's just like, wow. it's all of that. It's all of that detail. So like you're trying to picture it, but because of the, the apps are so good now, but the way their brain works as well. So they'll be watching it and they'll step in and go, we need to change that a little bit because trying to think if we can fit the basilisk in that way we might have to change it around we have the basilisk going that way it's just really like mind-blowing and uh and and then yeah they're 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 always thinking about layers those people and they think you know that it's it's an it's an art form in itself the cgi and you know that they really do make us look better (laughs) you know they make us look better and uh yeah the c the cgi in in this series and you've got to think as well it's a tv show Sure, and the sure. way the way things are working now, like TV shows are achieving things that that the high budget films were doing like ten years ago, but then and then exceeding that as well. You know, totally. you could go, you could go and watch, and we did obviously the the first episode for the premiere. We watched on the big um, screen in Leicester Square, and it and it, it feels at home there. I wow. mean, I, I, I wish I wish that they could show the whole series at the cinema. Because awesome. the experience, the experience is, is absolutely sensational. Like it, it, it feels at home on the big screen. That's what, it, yeah. Season two, I think, especially. I mean, the whole time I was just like, this, this looks like the CGI could have been taken from like Jurassic World or something. When like exactly, when the exactly stuff. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And, and and you think like how how lucky are we like as consumers of the content, uh, watching Netflix like and uh you know other streaming services but netflix because you know they paid my wages last year watching netflix and going like wow like this is like it's literally like having cinema in my front room and i think i think it's 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 unreal like you know, we get to watch all of that content and it's only a good thing i think that other streaming services are popping up because that creates more uh, more content, but also more jobs for everybody involved in the Absolutely. industry. So, so that's a brilliant thing, and it, you know, the sensational productions going going on everywhere. So, yeah, it's competition exciting too, right? Competition, yeah, competition's say, healthy. It's healthy. I'd say, I'd say, like to me, before before I saw season two of The Witcher, I would I would say probably Disney Plus would probably have as far as like the Mandalorian, Star Wars stuff, probably had the best yeah. effects in it. And I saw this, and I was like, this is better. You know, I as well, far as like yeah. the creatures and stuff go. It's, it's I awesome. Mean, I mean, I'm not going to be biased, but <laughs> like it's uh, <laughs> like it's good. But, it's, it's, but then, but then, like you, you know, 
you just know that other stream services are going to go right okay we're going to play our hand now and we've got this <laughs> and then of course then, and then you know and then which is probably going to like up it again season three and it's just i'm just excited to see where the industry is going to be in 10 years because look how far it's come in the last 10 years you know, like holograms you can, you can, or something <laughs> yeah it's going to be like it's going to be some mad stuff going on oh, yeah. um and but yeah, there's brilliant. Like I'm watching brilliant stuff on all on all platforms. But um, I'm I'm kind of like at the moment like geeking out a bit, nostalgia because uh, I'm a proper '90s kid. I was born in 1988, so I grew up through the '90s. Sure. But I was like obsessed with um, uh, films like The Karate Kid. Oh yeah. And my my thing I'm loving at the moment for nostalgia is Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, I haven't watched Cobra yeah. Kai yet. It's great. Well, they've just dropped. They've just dropped season four today. Mm-hmm. It did. It came out today. Yeah, came out today. Like so, I, I absolutely like annihilated the first three seasons in the <laughs> in the first uh, lockdown, and then uh, I've just moved to my new my, my new flat, and uh, before going to the gym today, I smashed out the first three episodes of the new season. Nice. You like it? Is it good? Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, I, yeah, spoilers. It's, it's, it's the nostalgia for me. You know, it's, oh, sure. it's they, they have flashbacks to the films, and they link it all in, and you know, I, I think I think if you're a fan of of the original films you watch it and you just you kind of get a bit of a warm feeling because you feel you feel like i felt like that little six-year-old when i was watching watching it the first time you know oh, that's, sweet. that's awesome yeah. and speaking of like karate kid and unique styles of training somebody lambert and siri kind of have a cool connection in the witcher when she's training um i wonder if you could talk a little bit about your approach to those scenes um when you're training siri um, I, was very, it was, it was, I was very lucky, really, in the sense that, um, again, like Freya, absolutely fantastic. But our, our relationship was quite similar in the in the sense of like we were quite competitive off the screen, yeah, okay. uh, and that was like, kind of our humour. It was kind of like one upmanship between us. So okay. uh, we kind of fed into it, and we we used to it caused us to corpse quite a bit when we were filming because. Because she would always say, like, I don't, she would turn around to me and she'd say, Paul, there's no difference between you and your character. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll do something. And, I, and the, the, uh, you know, it's on record. I, I found it hard to slice that dummy in half um, oh. for the first few <laughs> takes. Like, um, yeah, it just, it just wouldn't break properly. It was rigged up. So it would, it sure. would you know, snap in two, but like, it would like half slice and then it would just be dangling and they'll turn around and Freya's just like her shoulders have gone and she's like full on laughing and then she's like right better get it this time and I think it took me it took me a fair few takes and when I finally did it she knew that the camera wasn't on her so she was just freely laughing away and I had to keep a straight face um but uh yeah I mean she she's very detailed and and she really understands her character and that's only helpful for everybody that she works with and and uh, again, like another funny story we had is, you know, we thought it'd be funny to have a sour sweet eating competition. Okay. Uh, so I bought in the most sour sweets wow. I could find on the internet. There, I'm sure there's a video of it somewhere. Okay. But, uh, I gave sweets to to Freya, and we had basically it was like who could get the most in their mouth. Um, oh God. And uh, yeah, and uh, I was I was rubbish. I was like straight away like I was like my eyes were streaming. Yas, who plays Cohen, he's, uh, you know, he was like choking. And then Frey was like this, just cheeks bulging. 
she was like, I've won, I've won. <laughs> and then she went to set. She went to set with a blue tongue. Oh, my God. Uh, and uh, the makeup department were like, who's been giving Freya these sweets? <laughs> I don't think I was very popular that day with the makeup department. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was great because that, that whole sequence was, was brilliant. I'd, you know, be, you know, instructing her to go and, you know, do this, do that. And then, like, they'd be doing a shot where, you know, she'll be falling off the obstacle course or something. And she'll just, I'll just look up and I'll just see Freya just getting on with it. She's in her harness and she's like swinging about and she's laughing and she's having a great time. And the stamina that she has is unreal. And, uh, and she deserves all the admiration that she's getting because she works so hard. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, you can see, you know, she's only going to go from strength to strength and, you know, beyond which uh, she's, you know, she's going to be really is one to one to watch. She's, she's incredible. What we loved about those scenes too, is how at first we thought you were just kind of being a dick to her or, mm. you know, at first and we we're like, oh, wow, he's really going hard on her. <laughs> and then the more you watch it, it's like the, she's responding to this. This is how he's motivating her. And we've, you know, Steve and I were athletes. We both have had coaches that like work that way, that more of the tough love kind of thing than the, you know, a lot of encouragement. Yeah. Is that how you looked at it too? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm very similar to that. I've got I've got a bit of a sportsman mentality, and sure. for me, I, I used to be a competitive swimmer, and right. it wasn't it wasn't about like going out and having fun. I was in the training pool half five every morning before school. I'd be falling asleep in school. I'd be and then going back for more after school. You know, that's how right. I work. Um, in terms of Lambert, was yeah, I kind of felt like with Lambert, he he knows what he knows. And he likes he likes uh, to be familiar with his surroundings. So when he's in Kermoran and he's looking forward to having his brothers back for the winter, and suddenly there's this kind of this female energy that's just entered into his home. He's like, "What's going on? Like, why have you brought this person?" And it's. <laughs> He, he doesn't, you know, he, he didn't want to be a witcher, but he's good at it. I don't think anybody wanted to be a witcher. Um, right. It's not their choice. And, but he, he's very close to his brothers because of the shared experience. You know, they, they are brothers through the fact that they've been through the same thing. Um, almost like, you know, uh, almost like a trauma from um, serving in, in war together. You know, you, you have that, that unspoken bond. Um, and, and then you've got what he sees as this little precious princess saying she wants to be a witcher. And he's like, come on, then I'll show you what it's about. And he think and, and he thinks that he can break her. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, I'll show you what being a witch is about. You know, again, do it again. And then he, he expects her to give up. He expects her to give up. And, right. and the fact that she keeps going actually makes Lambert kind of put his guard down a bit because he, the whole time he's like, "You're not one of us. You don't belong right. here. You belong. You belong in a in a castle. You're a princess, and you're not you're not meant to be in our keep. You don't belong here." And she and then she gets back up again and again and again, and he can't help but be impressed. So it kind of like her actions is is you know they're they're a they're a challenge to to for Lambert to look at himself and be like, okay, maybe I was wrong about that. Maybe Gains I was wrong. Respect. About that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, won her over. Or she yeah, won I mean, him over. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I remember, if you want to bring it back to the sportsman thing, like, yeah. I, I, 
it doesn't matter what I, it didn't matter what I'd say to my coach. Now, if I believed that I was meant to be the first pick for the 100 meter freestyle, if I said like put, put me because I'd always be like I'd be in reserve or. If somebody has too many events to swim, maybe I'd get the the hundred meter, and the other person be doing the fifty, and then maybe the relay, or you know. I, but I wanted that event in my own right. I wanted to represent my town in the hundred meter freestyle because I believe I had the power to do it. Um, and so, rather than like going on about it all the time, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to. Next time I get my opportunity, I'm going to have to win that race. So I remember going to a swim meet when I was about, must be about thirteen. And uh, I went into the year group above. You swam, like I think so. I was meant to be in the under 13s because I wasn't quite 13 at the time. But I swam in the under 14. So a lot of the boys in my race were a year older than me. And when you're that age, that's quite a lot. You know, people develop quite quickly. But I had big feet and I had wide shoulders. So I was like, right, give it a go. And for whatever reason, the person normally does 100 meter freestyle wasn't available. So, I was put into the 100 meter freestyle and I won. I got a gold medal for the team. Uh, and I only won just, but I, I did a really powerful last 25. And, uh, and that's what I think, like actions speak louder than words. I can, keep try, I can keep trying to tell my coach, like, you know, that I, I, you know, I want to be the 100 meter freestyle swimmer of the, of the team. Um, or I can just show them. Yeah. You know, and I think with Siri, it's like, you know, I'm going to be so good that I can't be ignored. And that's, yeah. and that's what Siri, and that's what Siri does. And I love that about the character. And I think that's why a lot of people find her character very inspirational. I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what, great... sports, what sports do you guys play? Um, I played baseball and hockey. Right. And right. Steve. And I, I was football, American football. Yep. Oh, I just got into it over, over, again, over lockdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was What's watching. Uh, so um, I picked the Eagles. Okay. Um, All right. PA. That's where I'm from, yeah. Pennsylvania. He's from Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm more Pittsburgh. Um, I'm a Steelers fan. Oh, you're Steelers. Yeah. So um, there's, there's a good friend of mine, one of the um, assistant producers on, on, on which uh, she, um, Tara, she, she's from Pittsburgh. And uh, I walked yeah. into, I walked into set with this new Jersey that I just bought had my name on the back. Um, yeah. And it was the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And she started like writing abuse on all my props. And oh my God. <laughs> she was, uh, yeah. She was like, uh, yeah. And on my cast chair, she was, um, she was writing like Steelers and everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was watching was the documentary where they follow the, they follow all the American teams, each oh, series. Wow. Uh, it'll come Is to me in a minute. Knocks? Is it hard knocks? No, it was uh uh no, I'll come to me in a bit. But um yeah, they, they follow a different team each season to try and make the Super Bowl. And I was watching I was watching the Philadelphia Eagles and uh they just they just seemed like my kind of people and it was literally just watching it through this documentary and listening to the fans talk. I was like, yeah, man, I need to get myself over to Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I was just in Philly for a baseball game this past summer and they, they take it oh, seriously. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. Great. Their fans are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They're all known all for nothing. that though. They're all known or nothing. for nothing. That's exactly all or nothing's the name. All or nothing's the name of the documentary. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Yeah. I think it's yeah. I think it's on it's on Amazon Prime. But they do uh it's like they follow like Black Panthers, Eagles. I think they still they follow the Steelers for one series. Okay. Um and it's amazing. You've you 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 got all you know access to everything. You you're there with the board and they're trying to uh they're talking about what picks they want in the draft and all that. Like it's it's amazing. Do you think you would have do you think you would have liked to play football if you um had access to it? Yeah, I mean what I love about from what I understand about how the American sports system works is um, it opens opportunities for a lot of people. And I think a bit, you know, it helps with a bit of, I mean, I don't really think, I think, I think everything's so stacked um, for people. I mean, getting a bit political, but social mobility, mm. um, it's very hard if you're born into, um, you know, advert like, if you're born into an area where opportunities are few and far between, often it's always the sportsmen that are able to do something for their community. And I feel like in America, that's more so, um, you know, with the, with the sports scholarships and, and you know, if you're yeah. good and you show a talent at something, it can often be your ticket out of poverty. And that's very inspirational to see. Um, I think I would have loved it because I'm very competitive yeah, as a person, and uh, and I think that's that's celebrated even more in the states. I think. Okay. I was I was like the captain of my um, athletics team. At, um, at, well, you'd call it high school at my secondary school. Sure. I was a I was a two hundred meter runner, and and then my uh, my uh, events were high jump, long jump, and triple jump. And uh, and I, I was I turned into an animal when it came to you know competing. I was, I was an absolute animal. Um, but I find sport very inspirational. And, and, and from a, from a young age, you know, even when I was, when was the Sydney, was it Sydney 2000, wasn't it? Uh, the Olympics in Sydney in 2000, completely different, you know, yeah. time zone, like the events will be on when I'm meant to be in bed, but I'm 12 years old and I'll right. stay up all night and I'll be watching, like, I'll be watching, at the athletics at 3am because I just want to, I want to see it. And that's like, now I do triathlon because that's yeah. my fit. You did an Ironman. Is that, you did an Ironman? I've done, yeah, I've done two. I'm going wow. nice. to do a third. Yeah. I want to do a third, but um, again, like I just, now it's become about like trying to work out what my body's limits are. And, uh, and I don't think I, obviously I think Ironman is, is pretty, ruthless on the old body like you feel it for a few days afterwards but i still don't think i've found my my absolute limit so like i'm i'm thinking of a few other things i could try but yeah in terms of american sports i mean i would i would love to have tried american football um i played rugby when i was a teenager i know it's, it's a bit different but we don't wear pads. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't. I didn't Rugby's try out for rugby. I, I was like, that looks crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, there's that. Um, but I, again, like, there's sports that that I, I I tried over here, but they never they never took off because we didn't have the programs for them. But like, I tried basketball and I liked it, but we didn't really have the facilities or the programs for that. Um, but again, I'm, I'm not the right build for basketball, really. Uh, but I think hockey I would have liked. Um, great. Hockey's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, I think it'd be American. It'll be American football sure. for me. Um, but yeah, again, I mean, I mean, I'm I, over here. I, I'm a big follower of football. Um, sure. But you call, you you call it soccer. But um, yeah, I mean, I who's I your team? Love it. Uh, a, a team called Queens Park Rangers, based okay. in West London. 
in Shepherd's Bush, they're uh, for me they are the best team in the world. But um, oh. at times it feels it, it feels like um, it feels like hard work to support them. Sometimes it's like it's like heartbreak <laughs> every weekend. Um, but what, what I tell you, what I do like. Um, we'll get back to the acting in a minute. That's with, fine. Uh, Go yeah. for it. With, uh, with the American sports, which I find really interesting, uh, considering as uh, you know, most of America is like making your own way and you know and becoming your own person and all that yeah so it's so fair when it comes to sport because it's like if you finish bottom you get first pick right in the draft right yeah exactly which is like which is like this could completely opposite to what you think would happen <laughs> like you think like right. well we dominate we're going to pick again well, that's um, what we're hoping for with the Steelers this year we're hoping you know we don't just get completely uh decimated where we look terrible but we also don't want to we want to do bad enough that we get a first pick yeah it's an, it's an interesting concept isn't <laughs> um, it because does there come a does there come a point in the in in the season where you go we might as well just not try anymore so baseball's <laughs> having like, that issue baseball's yeah. having that issue um one of the baltimore orioles they think just threw away their season to get draft picks they think they're just putting the worst team on the field to lose as many games as possible and mlb's yeah. trying to like fix that make sure it doesn't happen it's an interesting because how can you prove that for one? Because you like because they've got their defense will be no, we're really that bad. It's not <laughs> like, like the it's not like the players on the field are like throwing the game, but like yeah, so it's hard to prove. Can you imagine having like can you imagine as a player like you're really trying, you're really trying, but uh, you're having such a bad game that people think that you're being bad on purpose. Like that's like the ultimate. That's the ultimate thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's just an off day for me. It's just an off day. Yeah. Have you heard there's also the Black Sox scandal where um, a team actually threw the championship because of betting? Have you oh, ever- really? Yeah. I just, lo- I just learned about... 1990. 1990? Oh, 1919. A long time ago, yeah. We, we, I've just, I just learned this year what point shaving was. Mm-hmm. Where, like, point you shaving? Know, cut, point shaving. So there's a documentary about it on, on Netflix. Yeah. Topical. Um okay. Uh, so, uh, like college basketball, well, it happens professionally as well. But um, college basketball uh, players, like young prospects, were getting um, uh, big payouts by like um, illegal betting firms to to basically keep uh, keep the score within a certain um, a, cer- a certain kind of uh, gap. So, like you, you know, they'll be like, okay, you can win, but only win by five points. So again, they'd like per- they'll get like five points ahead. And then just like throw a basket um, to, you know, and, and, and they'll get in like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, um, you know, which, which again, I think again, going like, I know they make so much money, uh, all these, all the, all these universities, all these colleges make so much money from their student athletes. I do think a way of deterring that kind of activity is to actually maybe give them a bit of a kickback, a bit of money. <laughs> that's, that's the debate. That's the debate for sure. It's like, yeah, they, teams do make money off these individuals. So, yeah. You know. So that's, but that's, that's the thing. So these students are like, they can barely feed themselves and then they're offered right? tens of thousands of pounds to, to make sure they throw a couple of baskets. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, yeah. That's what point shaving is. It's basically, yeah. Controlling, controlling the score of the game. And I feel yeah. like betting has become more normalized here too, like There's with like FanDuel, DraftKings, yeah. DraftKings Sportsbook. Like, oh, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, your I'm, fingertips I'm, now too. Oh yeah, I mean, like, obviously, it can add a bit of spice to spice to something as long as you don't go out of control with it. It's true. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you when you actually got an inside job and an illegal betting firm paying people to throw games, I think that's when it's uh, 
that's when it gets a bit dodgy. <laughs> there's been there's been some crazy documentaries in the in sports lately. Um like the last dance. I don't know if you saw that with the Chicago. Yeah, I loved Bulls. it. Absolutely was, loved it. It was one of the best documentaries oh my God. I've ever made. Um yeah. what's um Rodman and then um yeah. I loved the um the coaches like Native American philosophies. I never knew that about him. I knew he was a great Yeah, coach, just just but... like but also just like talk about the sportsman mentality. That's Michael Jordan built oh, all this God. stuff. Like he's like, if you don't want to play, don't play. <laughs> like it's just like I love great. how they're just like let Rodman go to Las Vegas a few days, yeah. get it out of his system, and we'll go grab him. Yeah, and he and plays like, the why... best he's ever played. <laughs> yeah, and what and he was like, Why would you play cards with you know, with the cleaner for like a few dollars. And he goes, because it's about having their money in my pocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, well, you know, there you go. He's he's, he's a winner. He, he, that's, that's, it's in his DNA. But yeah. That's crazy. Was there competition on set between, b- between you guys as the Witchers then too? I noticed uh, you two, you're very in shape as well. I, I, uh, I noticed that. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we've got I mean, Superman, we've got Paul. <laughs> You know, I mean that's I mean that's your that's that's your motivation, isn't it? Really, to you go into a show, you know you're going to be on screen with with Superman. You've got to make sure that you you know you you keep in shape. So, yeah, I mean absolutely. But you know, we would we would discuss kind of like workout regimes, and you know, Henry would just subtly drop in that he was out doing physio at half four in the morning. Oh, <laughs> so, just to try and you know, and uh, you know it. His work ethic's just insane. I mean, he he would get up at half four because he had the, his hamstring injury. So he'd get up at half four, oh, he'd have physio wow. on that. Then he would work out. Then he would come to set, you know. Um, and, and you know, that's that's why he is where he is in, in his career. You know, it's his work ethic's got, you know, a big, a big part of it, you know, to play. And, yeah, we'll discuss workout regimes and, um, and yeah, and it's, it's obviously useful. He's done his fair share of working out but um mm-hmm. yeah so it's, it's competition wise i mean like i mean I'd, I'd, I'd like to say that i'd won you know a, an arm wrestle but with covid i don't think random uh, arm uh, wrestles around set would have been allowed <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, what was it like filming in covid times here what did it um, create a lot of challenges uh obviously it, it created a huge delay initially because i think there were about four weeks into production I, I was doing my screen tests and then I was about to film my first scene and uh, uh, the American producers had to fly back to America because they were going to close the borders wow. um, so so they made the decision to close set down and then we went into lockdown nationally anyway uh, as did the rest of the world um, and it was it was kind of just that feeling of like what is going on it felt like the world was ending uh, we went into lockdown in London well in, in the UK and I think I was allowed out of the house for an hour a day. So I'd go out and I'd literally just run for an hour. Like I was, I was like a big golden lab that needed, needed his exercise. You know, if I didn't, if I didn't. The chance to use I the bathroom. And- if I did, if I didn't get out and have my run, I was, I was like, yeah, I was, I was you know, I'd start chewing stuff. <laughs> it was, it was like I needed to tire myself out. So um, I was doing that and I was just kind of like, I don't know what's happening. We had this, uh, and then everything was kind of from Netflix. They were brilliant. They just said, look, we need to make things safe. We will return. And I, in my head, I was like, oh, you know, maybe it be a couple of months. People stay in, and, you know, my lifetime, there's not been this. So, uh, I was like, oh, it's going to go, it's going to, it's going to pass. And then, you know, seven months later, I know. <laughs> at first like- I remember it was like two weeks, 
and yeah. then it was like a month yeah. yeah exactly just kept going and going yeah and so, so we, got, we got yeah we got six weeks notice from netflix to say that we're going back and all i've been doing was like baking anyone that follows me on social media <laughs> i see like I, I was just endlessly baking different types of bread cinnamon buns lemon drizzle cake oh nice uh, but then i'd go out and run and i'd be like that's fine i'm running every day anyway but then i was like that's not really that active really because you're confined to your house you run for an hour you're not really getting that many steps in yeah. you know yeah. compared to walking around on a 14 hour day or whatever so i was like oh six weeks okay then i then i had to i got my pt on board and she got me into the shape of my life in in, in six weeks um and that was just like basically lift this stop baking cakes <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, so then I, that's our I job that's... yeah i did go back to set and uh and uh, yeah, I was in better shape than when we went into lockdown. That was my plan. I wanted to go back, you know, in, in better shape. And, and, and that's what happened. And there was that moment where, you know, Henry, um, he was like, oh, you're in, you're in great shape, dude. And I was, and as he walked away, it was hard not to be like, yeah, Superman just said I'm in good shape. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. That's, that's like the yeah. ego boost to the century. Yeah. Right there. That's awesome. Yeah, so then I, I definitely upped my weight on the deadlift that night. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Curious yeah, question. Um, I, I, because, I, I oh, bet you have you. like, as far as on set though, I'm giving you best hair and beard though for for out of the. <laughs> oh witches. really? Yes. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, I'll take that. That's, I'll that's, again, again, that was that was a that was a, a lockdown thing because oh, um, I, my hair was like not really. It, it was the longest I'd ever had it in my life uh, before uh, the lockdown. It was kind of like bit like a mushroom head really um, i think i saw a we picture quite, yeah well, there we been a quite, picture of that yeah there would have been i might have shared one uh maybe i haven't maybe hmm. maybe I i'll put I saw one out one with you wearing the costume but your hair was much shorter oh really it might have been might have been maybe i put one out but yeah um anyway like i went into lockdown and because my character hadn't filmed anything yet the i just let my hair grow uh, because I well, because I couldn't get it cut anyway, because it, all the hairdressers and the, and the barbers were closed. So um, the 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 head of Deb, lovely lady, she uh, head of makeup, and she wanted some photos of me when we were going when we were going back. We're given six weeks notice. Um, they put all the safety measures in place, and she was like, "Have some photos of what you look like after the lockdown." And uh, I sent photos of me looking all homeless, and uh, and uh, she she loved it. She was like, she was like, "Wow, okay, yeah, keep that." keep that and uh that's why lambert ended up looking like he looked like because you know i just didn't oh. shave or cut my hair for seven months <laughs> obviously know. obviously they had to they had to um that to give me a tidy up when i went in because i i did look like i'd been locked in my house for seven months so they had to they had to give it a bit of a tidy up but um but yeah that's why lambert looks the way he looks and and i got through that awkward stage of you know anyone tries to grow their hair my my hair is really thick so it kind of goes out and then falls oh, under its own weight <laughs> yeah you gotta so get got through that stage that yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> uh did yeah. you have any input into your own costume yeah i had i, I got to pick uh so i think yeah that's my first yeah with lucinda she's again amazing amazing lady details she goes into she was the first person i met uh after i got the job i uh, accepted uh, the offer and then I went to uh, Angels which is the big 
kind of costume place. Uh, they, they do all the all the big TV stuff and uh, just all all these different costumes. Like I got to pick bits and you know try different bits on, and we kind of settled on this. And I just saw that I saw the collar, like the kind of leather collar on on that jacket. Mm, yeah. I was like, oh, I want Lambert to wear that. Um, so yeah, in, in that sense, and you know, she was like, "What kind of colours do you see him wearing?" And I just kind of thought, you know, earthy colours for someone like that. You know, any any witch are like if they're stalking out in the middle of a of a cornfield or wherever, <laughs> like right. you know, right. they they want to blend in. So I, I, was, I wanted earthy colours, browns and greens, and yeah. and uh, and yeah, the, everything was a collaboration, which which is brilliant. But obviously. You know, Lucinda being brilliant, she's got she's got an eye for the detail and and yeah, love it. Yeah, you gotta blend in if you're ever gonna go kill a field hand, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's okay. it. <laughs> or yeah, threaten to kill a field hand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool that you had some input uh into the costume. Also, I'd say I say I think it's important, especially like uh that you're comfortable in your costume, you know. It's uh, especially for for like a witch and you gotta you gotta be able to fight in it as well. You've got to be comfortable. True, true. Um, and how long did it take for those black eyes to wear off um, after that last episode? Um, days, weeks, or <laughs> yeah, they were uh, they were quite they were quite the 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 massive lens. Really, it was. Um, you did wear the contacts and everything, or sorry, sorry. Did you wear contacts for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, real contacts. Oh. So yeah, they're huge. They're like yeah, they're like they take up your whole eye, and they have oh to like pop into your eye. Oh. Uh, and you can only have them in for like two, three hours at a time. Then you, they have to take them out and you have to have a break because uh, it's you know, obviously it's a foreign object in your eye. <laughs> it's stuck forever <laughs> if you don't. Yeah. I thought that was all computer. No, no, that's uh, it's their lenses, yeah. Their lenses. Uh, what's it like to uh, see through those? It's like, it's like being drunk. Like It's like <laughs> a tunnel vision. Um, I mean, that's, that, that's a funny story. When I first met Henry, we both had our black lenses in i was having my screen test and he was in after me uh and yeah walked down the corridor and we kind of could make each other out <laughs> like i was like okay that's henry and then he came back and he was like paul lambert i was like yeah <laughs> we met and we had a we had a chat and he was like how are the lenses i went yeah so all right you guys bit of double vision tunnel vision i went yeah and he went great <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it that's that's what you should be experiencing um but you know they, they they look epic don't they um they do they do so yeah and no, you have a, you have a pretty cool shot too i think where you it shows you drinking it and then we get to see your eyes become it oh yeah the transformation yeah with the yeah. with the potion yeah that was uh again great work from the cgi team you know right. they'll come to me and they'll tell me what they need in terms of how long do you need my eyes closed for you know where do you need where where you know what do you need from me basically in in terms of making your job easier as a you know as a cgi you know expert and then they can tell me what they you know where they need my eyes pointing how how long they need my eyes closed for all that business like you know they really are artists yeah that's, that's one awesome. of my favorite scenes when all the witchers are gearing up to go out and yeah. and go for yeah. that was just that was yeah. just amazing Grab an I mean, axe, you, grab a sword, get my eyes going. Yeah, do do some potions. <laughs> it's like in the locker room before the game. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Take some, take some Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> Something in that Gatorade, but that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. 
what are they putting in it? Yeah. What were some things that you loved about Lambert? Um, I liked I liked how um, kind of petty he was out of a out of a place of insecurity. I made sure that you know everything he did was out of like insecurity or like he had a fear of like making genuine connections. So like he'd pick on Tris, right? Because really because he fancies her. So like he'd be like he'd he'd, he'd talk to Tris like a five year old child on a playground, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know you you you're teasing somebody because really like you don't know what else to do because you you, you like them so you're just going to be a bit nasty to them um and yeah he, he, that's what I yeah I, I love all that and you know he always tries to crush like any kind of like real genuine connection with either humor or just like batting someone down um which is which is what I like about him. but I also like the fact he's you know all that said and done he's fiercely loyal He's yeah. like really loyal, and you see that. Like that's why, you know, Geralt wouldn't like. He's not let anything slide with anyone the whole, you know, sixteen episodes that they've done now. But you know, Lambert can <laughs> threaten him, and he gets away with it because, like, because mm-hmm. Geralt knows, like, he knows he's like that. He's he's kind of like, in terms of like when he's chatting to his Witcher. Yeah. brothers yeah. lambert is is all bark really right. you know he, he, he loves under, underneath all of that he loves his he loves his witcher brothers so i do love that about him i do love that kind of childish kind of uh he's not he, i suppose he's he's a bit emotionally immature isn't he like he has yeah. all these feelings he has all these emotions but he just 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 doesn't know how to articulate them properly and i like that yeah that's cool. And we love that aspect of this season. We're, we're big fans of the show, The Last Kingdom, which has a lot of brotherly moments in it. And um, that's like what we got this season from The Witcher was this new cohort of brothers, The Witchers. And that was really cool to see um, mm. play out. Did you guys yeah, do anything to start building that camaraderie uh, for your characters yeah. or anything? Yeah, I mean, like um, pre-pandemic, um, me and Yas we knew we had quite a bit together. So we met in town and we went through the scripts. We met in uh, this, this uh, place that we know in town and we just went through the scripts and we spoke about, you know, in depth, a little bit of kind of subplot around our characters just to help us uh, uh, play music with, um, with Basil that played at school. Yeah. We just saw the video uh, of, uh, oh, yeah. Burn, but yeah, well, learn. yeah. Yeah. There's a Disco lot of, there's a lot of, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, musicians in the cast um so some bonding bonding sessions just like kind of jamming but um in terms of like when we're actually filming it's very difficult because um you have to be safe and responsible and uh, and, and netflix put everything in place to make sure that we were safe and responsible um so yeah i wish i could say that there were like yeah. nights where we went to this amazing pub just over the road from the studios like and it was closed because of the pandemic oh, i was just thinking in normal times wouldn't it have been great to just rock up at the end of a filming day and just and to just have a few drinks with, with the other witches and the other castmates but alas that was not to happen we we were you know masked masked up and put into our cars and uh, and driven to our separate places you know and 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 but you know the the bigger thing was getting the series done so hopefully hopefully in the future um there'll be there'll be some more of that but on on set 
yeah, we would crack jokes. We would always try and make each other laugh, and you know, and, that, and that's and that was what kind of fed into into that camaraderie. I think. Yeah. Well, we were really glad you didn't get your head bitten off by um, a basilisk. So hopefully, you'll be back for season three. If there's a season three, that would be great. Well, we, we keep uh, we keep. Um, well, season three has been announced. That's, that's yeah. Uh, okay. Season yeah, three. Yeah. Um, and that you know, in terms of, of of Lambert moving forward, I mean, it's no secret. I'm 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 committed to 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 being Lambert, and I you know I I really do love the character. So in the future years, future seasons, however they want to use me, I'm like I'm I'm up for it. I'm not I'm not going to be like shying away from it at all. Um, I was worried at that end series. battle though. After Escort yeah, yeah. got killed off, I was like, do. Do not kill off well, Lambert here at the end, well, man. Well, I think that's what's so good about about like I know Eskel is a popular character. I know he's a popular character, but at the same time, it does keep the audience guessing because yeah. they've just they, they've done that. They've done that, and so like you're going, okay, well, anything can happen. No one's keeps, safe. No one's safe, and that's why it keeps it keeps me on my toes. Whenever I got a, a rewrite through, I'd be going through like, oh my god, Just holding your breath, <laughs> making sure like making sure I'm still alive. <laughs> I hope Tom Hardy doesn't shoot me this. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I found out I was dying in that at the read through in um, for, oh, yeah. for, for Peaky Blinders. I was at my read through, and Paul Anderson that plays after Shelby he was like, "Oh, episode five, it's going to be so much fun to film episode five. And I went, oh, "I haven't seen it yet." I've only got up to episode four and he went, oh, oh. give it a read. And then <laughs> I was like, I was like, please say Billy's the name of the goat. <laughs> oh. I was like, no. I was like, no. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone. So, um, yeah, no, but um, in terms of Witcher, yeah, moving, moving forward, like, I mean, you know, I think, you know, I, I, I respect the decisions of, of, of the writers right. and the creators. Right. I think it's a good thing. I, I, I I just think, you know, it doesn't matter how much of an expert you are. And I respect people's opinions and uh, I love their passion for the show. I just think like me personally, if there was something that I was an expert about and I was watching a TV ad adaptation, I'd kind of like to see it with fresh eyes. And I'd like to, I'd like to, you know, kind of understand the world, but also not know what's going to happen. And I, mm -hmm. I think... Be, I think they're being respectful to the source material, but also also giving something fresh, which I think is important. I think so too. And now you did a couple episodes with the director, Sarah O'Gorman, uh, who yes. we had on the podcast. Could you talk a little bit about working with her? Oh, I love Sarah. Sarah Sarah's brilliant. She, um, so I worked with Sarah um, for Block 2. So she was in charge of um, the whole um, training series sequence right. so yeah there was a lot of um uh, a lot of work with with sarah um she's brilliant she she's very much i'd describe her as um an actor's director so uh she arranged for me to go to the studio once i'd finished block one uh, and established my character she just wanted to meet for a coffee at the studio to talk about where i see lambert moving in the next block and what his motivation would be when he's you know, taking Siri through this training and, and, and that's really helpful for an actor. And, and, you know, I think Sarah, Sarah, Sarah's work speaks for itself. I think, oh, I think yeah. she did a fantastic job steering the ship for, for the episode she was in charge of. So yeah, a lot of time for her, a lot of time. She's very passionate, very talented. 
uh, lady. So, yeah. Is, is there any other big goals that you have for your career going forward too, as far as any projects, dream projects or things you want to do? I, I would like to join the superhero universe, either um, DC or Marvel. Um, I'm kind of steering more towards villains. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, who, who do you want? Who do you want? I said, I said on a previous podcast, I know, I know it would be interesting to see the, the, the reboot of the Batman, but I, I'd love to, to try my hand at Riddler. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm sure it's, it's been absolutely nailed in the remake. But, um, so oh, I'm this new one, I'm that. so excited to see this new one. Yeah, yeah so it, it, it looks great. Um, and, I mean, Marvel-wise, like, again, like he, he's had the part on lockdown and he's absolutely nailed it for the time that he's been doing it but yeah thor at some point oh, <laughs> oh yeah um, i think thor but... is a redhead from norse mythology right yeah, yeah so, i think so yeah, in norse mythology he's a big guy redhead is good yeah so uh yeah well, f- i think i think talk, a better question about... would be what superhero do you want to kill <laughs> the most batman <laughs> i guess Superman, say Superman. <laughs> say Superman, please. Yeah, Superman. No, say it. I say it. Yeah, Superman. Let's go toe to toe with Superman. Let's do it. Um, yeah. So, no, but like, yeah, in terms of career-wise, I would like to go back and do do maybe a limited run uh, in, in a play in a theater. Um, cool. I, haven't done, I haven't done theater now for about five years, but I just want to try, kind of more. As, prove to myself that I can still do it because uh, sure. you've got nothing to hide behind on stage. So I'd like to, you know, dip in, dip my toe into that again. But yeah, apart from that, I just, I just want to try many different things. Um, maybe a bit of sci-fi. Um, uh, yeah, but just, just different genres um, oh. and, and keep things fresh, you know. And what kind of things do you want to come from your character, Lambert? Is there anything specific you hope happens for him? I'd like to explore... I mean, obviously, uh, we'll see what the writers have in store in the years to come, but uh, in the series to, to come as well. Um, I'd like to see uh, his kind of more vulnerable side being exposed. Yeah. So whether that whether that is like he, he he talks about why he doesn't why he didn't choose to be a witch or why why he doesn't like being a witcher, um, and, and talk about maybe his his origins a bit more, his backstory and. I'd, I quite like I quite like that for for him to maybe convey why he behaves the way he behaves. I think it'd be quite nice to to see that vulnerability in him, just so he's not always just ripping someone down. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. As fun as it is. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, uh, Paul, for joining us today. It's really been a pleasure talking with you and learning more about Lambert and your time on the show. Well, it's been great. It's been great chatting and chatting about sport as well. And yes. <laughs> make a separate podcast just talking about the NFL. I know. I know. We could do that all <laughs> day. A branch for our, our a new podcast for us. That's great. Yeah, so you got to come over right. and get to a game sometime. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, keep keep in touch and uh, I'll come on the podcast again in the future. Hey, that'd be great. We'd, we'd love to have you again, Paul. You have anything to say for the fans, too? Oh yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in and watching The Witcher and, and making it the you know, success it is. And uh, and supporting the show it's been been lovely and I, you know i can't respond to everybody on social media because I, I don't see everything that's written on there but uh when i do i try and respond and uh, i just want to say thank you so much for uh for the support you've shown for 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 lambert and and for the series it's uh yes yeah, it's, it's very really humbling so thank you very much that's awesome
Hey, Thanks everybody. for being on, Paul, and, and fans out there. Make sure you check out his links to social media and below. Make sure you follow so you can stay up to date with what he's doing. And otherwise, uh, have a good day and goodbye. Fantastic. Good day. All the best. Cool.